Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Basser Hour. The Basser Hour is an in-depth look at things affecting today's veteran. The Basser Hour is sponsored by www.hadit.com. If you need help with the VA, log on to hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Jay Basser. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Hour. We've reached a new milestone this year. We're in 2020. This is January Hope everybody made it through the, uh, the, the New Year's evolution into the New Year. I know a lot of folks did, a lot of folks didn't. But anytime you wake up on this side of the dirt, you're doing pretty good. Today, our co host on the show is Mr. Gerald Cook. He's out of uh, Little Town, Missouri, there. How you doing, Gerald? Well done, pretty good. Off to a good start this New Year. I've had a couple of good meals. Things looking good. Nice, warm, and dry. Well, did you get your black-eyed peas eat? You bet. I got my black-eyed peas eat. Oh, they were good. I bet they were. Yeah. Yeah, 2019 was a pretty decent year, you know, for Old Basher and Company. We had some good radio shows. Made a lot of good friends. We lost a lot of friends. Yeah, uh, know, that's true. We love, and uh, you know, it's, it's. But if you get once you get past, I think forty five, fifty years old, it appears that the calendar turns a lot faster than what it used to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. It moves a lot in speed. And I guess it's because you know, life is a hill, and when you climb the hill, you get to the top, and you dance around the top for a couple of years, and you start going down the other side. Where the further it goes down, the steeper it gets, and you start sliding down the side there, and it goes faster and faster until it's over. Yeah. Yeah, that sudden stop gets you. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, I was looking at some uh, veteran stuff we do on some other sites. You know, there's Facebook pages, and there's Hattit.com, and there's, you know, you look at all the stuff for, you know, people that are, have claimed the system at it and people post it and I came across this article written by that Vietnam veteran and uh, he stated that uh, he is sick of the VA does not want nothing to do with the VA even though we've got conditions that could be 100% service connected and I thought to myself you know if the guy's married what's he doing has he got PTSD so bad they don't want to deal with the VA or what's going on because Contrary to popular belief, he's worth 100% service connection. His spouse or wife or significant other, you know, if he kicks the bucket, she'll get diddly. You know, so I post a couple of slides that explain that, you know, you don't need to be selfish. You need to think, you know, in the long term. You know, because if you kick the bucket and say you're only in your drawing Social Security, your wife might not be, you know, she's not going to get anything. At least if you're service connected for that or 10 years and for the cause of death, at least you'll get $1,200 a month in insurance. So that's, uh, that's one of the things I wanted to touch on. Kind of kind of hit the, hit the nerve in me when I see that. You know, you try to discuss stuff with some people you just can't explain stuff to. What's your thoughts on it, Joe? Well, I'll tell you, John, I feel like a veteran spouse has has got a a lot of work in in, in the situation, you know. Have veteran pretty down and out. Uh, had a rough go of it. I'll show you the spouse has too. She's had a rough go of it. And you're not only fighting that claim just for yourself. You're fighting it for her, and if you have children at home, you're fighting it for them, too. Yeah. My wife's over there patting her back. <laughs> yeah, she she's got long arms. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder she's got back trouble. <laughs> I'll tell her that. Quit patting yourself on the back. 
But anyway, you're you're doing these claims not for yourself. So don't be so naive of thinking that the BA owes you a lot. They owe your family a lot. And that's who you're really fighting for. Of course, you was there, did that, and done that. But uh, think of your family. Some of them's got years invested in working with you and putting up with you. And uh, some of them do it, you know, without any praise. Uh, so you you got to stand behind them. And think think of them when you're working on your claim, because uh, should be if you pass away before they do, uh, this will help them carry on. But you don't want to see them end up on the street, and some of them very well could, unless if you have children, one of the children take them in. Well, that's true. That is true. I mean, it's uh, they do work hard, you know. And I've got a lot of veterans that have this issue. If you take one that's uh, down to a wheelchair and add lungs and things like that, there's always they're always the heavy lifting stuff. And uh, I'm saving well, my wife's been the past couple of years. Uh, you know, have major surgery like I've had in the last couple of years. You know, she does all the heavy lifting. So. Yeah, that's oh, hard on them, you know. It is hard on them. I've seen her the backs and knees and everything doing stuff. You know, so, you know, it's always, always good to have a support base. But always appreciate the support base, you know. And it's, uh, it's clean. It's not just for the veterans. You know, it's for the library and the family. And uh, people need to realize that you know, if you you know, had an attitude, you don't want to do the VA. And uh, you know that's kind of a, I think that's a form of PTSD itself myself, you know, because people don't want you know, people act that way. You know, so but I always wow. appreciate you know those that that, that that help the veterans. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, same way going in the hospital, if you got to treat the nurses right and realize that even though it is their job, uh, they're, they're still doing a, a great service to you. And in the same respect, your spouses at home are doing a great service to you also. So, uh, a lot of times, veterans get left high and dry because their spouses don't stay with them. They move on. And But I'm here to tell you, the ones that do stay with you uh, are worth uh, taking care of, saying to their well-being when you pass on. But you know the old saying, don't you, girl? When you're going to get the stuff, you're going. Yeah. So, you know, though they stay hanging there and they, you know, do what they have to do to, you know, make sure that, you know, at least they're as comfortable as you can be. Because, I mean, the older we get, the sicker we're going to get, regardless. That's just the way it is. You know, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's the way the book is written. And, uh, you know what the book says on the last page, don't you? It says the well, yeah, uh, doggone it. Usually, your ailments keep progressing towards the worst. Maybe once in a while you might get some improvement. Uh, sometimes you'll you will take a step forward and then in a day or two it'll be two steps backwards but uh, just remember those working with you with your spouse, your children, grandchildren you know uh, 
you should be recognizing them for the effort they put in. And and don't forget it. Uh, don't just try to slap it off say, I'm through with this. I don't want to fight this claim no more. Nobody wants to fight the doggone claim. But you, get, you have to, to take care of the ones that's working with you. It's their claim too. And you shouldn't forget it. No, you definitely should not forget it. Um, I've always said, I've said this several hundred times. I said it in the shows in the past, and I'll say it again. You ever go to the hospital, girl, and you sit around, and you got a bunch of veterans in a room, and you see, there's always one or two that's got a claim issue going on, and they are sort of like, they're, they're just irate and mad at the world. And uh, every time, you know, they take it out on everybody, even the nurses and doctors, and hopefully they've got the claim going. And, they get to that by the regional office and they take their animosity out on the poor employees at the hospital. I guess they don't realize that the regional office and the hospital are separate entities. And the folks that work for the VHA are trying to help you with your health. You know, they have nothing to do with your claim. Anybody's claiming works for the veteran benefit, VBA, you know, that's from your CMP exam or on up to their staff, up to the regional office, up to the Board of Veteran Appeals. You know, so if you go to VA and you understand that, treat the people kind of too. Because if you don't, then you've got a lot of problems. Because the VA does have a police force, and if you ain't in there, put you out the door in the parking lot on the way home, if you're lucky. So that's a little little more than that, but, you know, that's just the way it is. You know, so always respect your surroundings and respect the people that's trying to care for, care for you. And if you disagree with them, ask them questions, you know, and just be nice in your, in your conversations. You know, and that's that's my view. I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot. Being a former employee of the VA, I've seen stuff that, uh, that people just wouldn't even think, you know, that it's possible to be seen, but it, you know, I've seen it all, so. You know, always be nice to the people that work with you and be nice to the people that surround you. Even though you feel bad or sick and things like that, you know, you know, you, you, you can be nice to people. Well, that's, that's true. true. And, yeah. and uh, you shouldn't take your gripes out on the medical side of things. That has to do with the claims issue or the appeals. Uh, they've really not much they can do to help you. Uh, so, no need picking on them. They're interested in your medical well being, and you need to concentrate on that yourself. Uh, no need making yourself more miserable. By griping to someone, they can't do anything to help you. So, again, that's true. What gets me is, uh, when was the last time you heard the Caregiver Act? You only heard anything about the Caregiver Act? The Caregiver Act. Well, I'm in the process right now uh, to where. They're going to send a primary care team out, and instead of me having to report to a clinic or the hospital, they'll come out and draw a lab and do everything. Uh, So, with kind of the caregiver, uh, and then your spouse. She can actually uh, get paid for uh, as a caregiver. I don't know what they pay them. Do you, John? Not offhand, really, but last I heard, I don't think they extended or not. That was probably that was like for post nine eleven veterans. Yeah. Oh, the caregiver. Yeah, we try to keep up with that. 
But uh, as things right. with the VA usually do, if things like that usually usually it either disappears or, or, or something happens to it, you know. Because if you don't hear about something, it's not the news for a while. You know, you can look at it, and see, and and wonder what happened to it. I'm sure it's. I don't know if it's you know if it's still available or not. But I mean, if your wife's working her backside off to take care of your veteran, she should be compensated. Well, yeah. I don't know what uh, what the money amount is, but I do believe that they have that. Uh, yeah. I well, it may not be much, but anything well, better. It is. Yeah, it is. But so let's look into that. You know, and uh, maybe we get somebody to give some update. Maybe we need to get a VA person on this aware of the situation in a couple of weeks and have them explain that act again because it's been a while. And it needs to be refreshed. You know, it's time it's kind of yeah. it needs to be put on. It needs to be put on the fast cycle with steam to bring it back in the limelight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, I know what your wife does for you. What my wife does for me, and another disabled veteran in the shape we're in. I know what their spouses been for them. You know, and you know a lot of these spouses and stuff. You know, they can look at the situation and say, "Okay, let's find the door." You know, when the door gets tough, the tough is gone. But it don't happen a whole lot. I've heard of that happen before too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it's just, you know, it's kind of tough. It's real tough. It's hard on a veteran, especially a guy that's, you know, either boot ridden or, you know, in bad shape that can't do anything, especially if you're stuck in the house and can't get out and do anything. You know, it's just pretty bad. Of course, veterans are, you know, you know, I mean, some veterans that, that I know, you know, Sometimes that's you know that's that's just the way it is, but usually the people in the family help the guy, you know, into their appointment, other vehicles, and you know they. I tell you another good thing a spouse can do if you got a claim, and a spouse is very very instrumental in your claim because they can actually write a letter saying you know what what your situation is. You know, CMP examiner can't do that because all they do is examine you, but they you know. You've got to, to elaborate and make sure they have the entire picture of your health. Yeah. You know, how it affects you at home. And, you know, they have the first, you know, they, they've got a they've got a window seat that makes everything you do. And they'll write it up, and they can write a late statement for your claim. But, you know, the VA likes to take them statements and say, well, it's just a late statement. You know, we don't have to listen to it. They do, though. But you've got to. But if you've got a spouse that's in the medical field that's been at school, that's either an LPN, RN, any, 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 any modality, you know, that's technical, even rad techs, special techs, and things like that, their opinion cannot be discounted because they basically have a license. And that's so exactly right. They, and they, they can write a... Yeah. Uh, Statement for lay statement. Mm-hmm. Those statements usually don't make it past the regional office. But from what I understand, office, you get your denial and you get the BDAs and things kind of change and they kind of look at things a little bit differently. Have you seen that, Jerry? Yes. Yep. And especially when you go into the appeal stage. Because mm-hmm. it gives your your claim, your appeal, a lot more credibility. Uh, and that's, that helps. Anything to help you, your appeal or your claim, yeah, you certainly right. want to utilize it. Don't yep, disregard it. Mm-hmm. 
do not disregard it at all. I mean, it's, you know, you do what you can do because, I mean, your claim is your livelihood. You know, that's probably the difference between you eating ramen noodles for dinner and pork chops. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's true. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. That's true. So, oh, the investors find this, claim. Uh, Go ahead. This uh, a program, new program, uh, starting me on now I don't know how new it is boy, they t- I know it's new here where I'm at it's called the HBPC uh, uh, that's home based primary care and uh, it's uh hands-on care for veterans and uh, Veterans Medical uh, Administration or Health Administration doing that. It's home-based primary care. And it looks like, so far, I'm kind of impressed with it. Time will tell, but uh, today they come out because I had Parkinson's, they're giving me a set of silverware, special silverware for uh, that Parkinson's patients can use. It's it's weighted, you know, and they say it's easier to control. And I use that insure, and they're going to give me a. Uh, Free insure, which is high in protein, for I guess send it out every two weeks or once a month or anyway they're going to give me a free can of it every day. So that's a big savings. So there's some bonuses go with this, but you should be able to get that from your primary care physician anyway, I would think. But uh, did they tell you how much protein you had to have in one day? They didn't say how much. I know that insure is 33 grams mm-hmm. uh, of protein every day. So they told me back when I had my surgery, I had to at least have 100 milligrams or 100 grams or whatever protein every day. So that would be three containers. Yeah, that'd be pretty expensive, John. But if well, we had yeah. this uh, home home based primary care, you could get it free, or yeah. you you yeah. could should be able to talk to your your uh, primary care physician and get it free anyway. Mm-hmm. Should be. Yeah. Which is a lot of people have a lot of different. A lot of differences in the in, in your primary care doctor and stuff at the VA, you know. Yes, I do, but yeah, it's quite mm-hmm. something. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how that's all going to work out. Yeah, keep us posted on that and we'll see what happens with that, because I think you know that might deserve a follow up during the future. I think. And they like the idea I had. My spouse here, my wife here, uh, help tend the things and mm-hmm. keep everything going the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's going to work out. Too. Yes, yeah. very good. Can't have yeah. no problems. Well, that's good too. Listen, I guess your primary care doctor comes to your house too, don't they? Yeah, they even got a medical doctor. Uh, so, psychiatrists, psychologists, nutritionists, mm-hmm. social workers, all yeah. kinds of people here. Well, that gives but, you the full gambit of, of you know benefits that you're entitled to, too. That way, you know, they can, each one has... Each one has their own special and expertise. They can help with a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. You know. And 
and uh, let them well, talk about adapting, adapting your house for you and make it more livable? I'd say once I get 100%, they could. But they're mm. going to look into it. That's something there. I'd have to go to the social worker. They have their own social worker. Right. Uh, of course, of course, you do at the VA also. I don't I've know. Never talked to you. Uh, I don't think I did at the VA. Mm. Uh, so, matter of fact, social workers coming out tomorrow. Uh, so I got to figure out a little. Well, I need some new teeth, new glasses. Yep. Well, last time you got glasses, you couldn't see from them, could you? Well, <laughs> I'm telling you, I never seen like getting a pair of glasses you can see with. But I'm adding. Yeah, you did too. <laughs> I think I got my from the Stevie Wonder Eye Clinic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm get them out of the dumpster or something. I don't but, know. Uh, I don't know. But I raised Cain about it, so they're, they were going to work on that. See if they can get me a new eye doctor. Yeah, I'm about ready to get me in his head here, but I'm gonna I'll talk about Bob, get him. That's what I'm gonna have to do, that's what I told him. Yeah. I don't wanna waste my time. I ain't got much money, but gotta be able to see. Yeah. That's true too. Fresh can't see, you know. If you can't see and you can't hear you control. Well, that's true. You know, it's it yeah. causes a lot of issues. Well, it does. It does. Yeah. You got to keep feeling around, you know, and I get in trouble when I start feeling around. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> 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 you got to be careful. You just ask. You just ask for trouble now. <laughs> Stay out of movies, too. Stay out of movies, too, where you get stuck. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> seen her in action, so I know what she does. Yeah. She works hard. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't appreciate that, you know, but I think it's kind of easier on her now since you got that fan. That's good. That, with that lift gate on, it makes it easier on you to get inside a vehicle and stuff. So. It does, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so that was whatever. Do I have to break down, but it, mainly more for her, because it made it so mm-hmm. much easier. Yeah. Ah. Uh, but uh, still, you know, you got to take care of your caregivers because and treat them right. Respect what yeah, they do, the hard work they do. Not yeah, easy, yeah, I too. know it. No, it's not. It's not easy at all. That's just, uh, you know, it's, it's hard on them. You know, it's to it's an extreme level because it's you know it fatigues them both physically and mentally. And, yeah. Uh, you know, they're able to hang in there for all these years. I know, you know, several veterans that we've lost over the years. You know, their wives, they work hard helping them out over the years, and then once the veterans are gone, they you know they cut it a void there. Yeah. And uh, just getting over that void and you know getting on with their life—that's about that's a big issue too. You know, I know several that. Several successful in getting over that. I've known some that wasn't very successful, so. Yeah, you know, it's hard it's, on uh, You know, spouses need to be appreciated. you got some that know this claim stuff better than the veterans do. You know, oh, yes, had absolutely. Had it said one for years that she was married to a vet that died, and she stuck around, and she's a pretty intelligent lady, and it's Berta Simmons. 
Yeah, Alberta Morton. Yeah, she's one of the foremost gurus on veterans' claims now. She knows, and she's learned so much. She went to college. She is that, and she's mm-hmm. well, well educated in the the VA uh, claims system mm-hmm. and appeals division. But, she uh, took them to task. She she took them to task several times. <laughs> she has that and never lost mm-hmm. a one. Uh, she yeah. knows her business. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's. Bless her heart, she's worked hard, and she's helped a lot of veterans that had it, too. Yeah. I remember her husband when we first started with had it. You know, he was around, and, uh, you know, she worked hard with him. Yeah. Kind of, you know, before she passed away, kind of, you know, it was unexpected when he did pass away. But then she got to digging, you know, about his diet and stuff, you know, they... They didn't really say anything about it, but she turned around and she found out about it, about it and she laid it on them. Yeah. Yeah. They had to pay her for his diabetes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that was her. She's had her hands full with you and your shoulder. Uh, yes, and that's still, still all boogered up. It'll take a while <laughs> for that to heal. Well, you know how it is. I said it couldn't put her productive back together again, which it died. Uh, don't think so. 
I don't think so. We can figure it out. Uh, yeah. You know, it depends. I mean, it's riddled with friends that care. It's relatives or friends who care for eligible veterans. They can receive a stipend, training, and access to insurance. Canceling arrested care. Uh, 2017, caregiver receives between $7,800 and $30,000 a year. Caregivers? Yep. Oh. That's. Uh, now mm-hmm. that's uh, worth going after. They receive an average of sixteen hundred dollars a month monthly stipends. Plus they give training. And they can access mental health services and provide health care insurance. I guess if you champ VA. Oh, that's good. And then mm-hmm. they don't uh do you see a requirement for the veteran to be a hundred percent disabled? I don't see that, but I'll figure it out here in a minute. Uh Keep in mind that caregivers' money is taxable. Yeah, but if you're on low income, it won't be much. No, it won't be much. Just be sure to right, claim there's, it. There's, it says the VA has two programs for caregivers. It says the program of general caregiver support services. That's eligible veterans of all areas, and the program of comprehensive assistance for caregivers. That's post 9/11. Okay. Hmm. How do you know what? if you're a caregiver? Role? Do you make the medical appointments to drive to a doctor? Do you drive to a pharmacy to pick up medicine? Do you get dressed, take a shower, take medications? Help the veteran get out of bed. You give injections to help the veteran complete physical therapy. Uh, you help a veteran with feeding. You talk with doctors, nurses, and social workers about their benefits. If you answer yes to any of those questions I just said, then you might be eligible for a caregiver. Ah. Now, hmm. Well, I'd qualify my wife. Mr. Cook, I have to tell you some bad news. Have to be a hundred percent. No, you got mail. I'll send that to you and let you and Louise go over that. See what we come up with here. Anybody else yeah. want to let me know and I'll send a copy of to you too by anybody listening to the show. If we had a link, I could post it up here. But basically, the link to that is uh, www.caregiver.va.gov. Well, but I'm looking for I'm looking for eligibility for this. Well, you just gave me what I want to say. Yeah, but I want to know what the veteran has to be to get this. For some reason, that don't make sense that the veteran must be 100%, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I can, I can certainly understand needing a caregiver and not being a hundred percent that's uh service connected. Yeah. It's the okay, let's look kind, of, kind of disabilities you have. Mm-hmm. Or if your claim is still pending, maybe, I don't mm-hmm. know. Well the first one came out after September eleventh was the veterans that entered in the line of duty. Yeah. And uh, they updated it. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to see where it says what the veteran has to do. Didn't really go into too much to it. Mm. 
Clemson eventually has to have a serious injury in the line of duty on or before yeah. May of 1975. I got that news for him. You know what? May that 7th, 1975. Honor before. Yeah. Oh, that's a cutoff day for uh, serving in a combat period or a war period or something like that. Well, that doesn't matter. It's kind of in the line of duty. That doesn't necessarily specify war. Say, for example, you were in a duty status and got injured. You don't yeah. have to be shot, you know. No, I mean, say I you're on a watch. No. Say you're on a watch and you, and you went down a flight of stairs or something trying to get down and mess your neck up, that'd be, that'd be included too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's pretty wild. Basically, they're saying you have to have, it's got to be a direct service connected issue uh, in the line of duty. That's really all they're saying. They're not saying much. You got the Mission Act. And these are frequently asked questions. It should say, uh, what the, I guess it depends on the injury, Gerald, what, what, what the issue is. Uh, I'm mad. That's what yeah. I'm saying again. Yeah, so everything's open to adjudication. Which the VA likes to adjudication for anything. They want to adjudicate everything, adjudicate everything that comes across from to the regional office. When you file for it, but then again, adjudication comes in line with the legal scenario on the field of interpretation. Yeah, so that's where that. Their interpretation of the adjudication could be totally different than our interpretation of the adjudication. That's <laughs> 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 mm, so kind of a comical way, but. If you got a messed up veteran and he's injuring the line of duty and uh, he's having you have to do a lot of work for him, I think you can check into this. You know, it's taxable income, but uh you know, it's pretty good amount of money. Yeah, it's this. Yeah, so you know it's that's eight in attendance, right? No, that's the caregiver program. Oh caregiver just caregiver. Yeah. Eight and ten on the high scale of special monthly compensation, that's a level L, L and a half. Yeah. What that constitutes is, uh, you know, the level of special monthly compensation, you know, it uh, starts out with a K. It's 118 bucks a month, I think. You know, that's for people that's got, like, uh, education disorder, ED. You know, and then the other things, loss of use of something that gets you that much money. If you're housebound or statutory housebound, you have an essence of S, which is about four hundred dollars more, you know, than the normal veteran scale, S and C scale is different. Age attendance, if you have a disability service neck disability requiring the use of regular aid attendance. That's somebody helps you, like dressing, bathing, feeding, it has to be something like that. Yes. You know, then they will up you from the higher level, SCL. Um, any veteran that needs a higher level special monthly compensation, the stepping stone to the higher level special monthly compensation is the L, aid attendance. If you're S and don't get aid attendance, you're not going any higher. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> So, but uh, the stepping stone is L. You know, if you get L, then, you know, then that will open up a door for the higher levels. You know, it goes all the way up to R2, which you don't want to be an R2. If you're an R2 veteran, you're in bad shape. Because the next step after R2 is the VA cemetery system. <laughs> I'm serious. <coughs> you, know, you, you know, you don't want to do that. And you have to have a loss of use of this, that, and the other. And it's very, 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 very complicated of a read. The statute's in the Title 38. Anybody veteran wants a good uh, good explanation of the special monthly compensation levels, uh, 
go to www.asknot.org and do a search for his explanation of his special monthly compensation because Asknot's got a very good, uh, very good gift. Uh, he has a way of explaining things that makes it pretty, pretty simple for anybody to understand. And I need to throw some humor in the mix too, so it's a fun read. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but it's not bad. I used to have a link to it, but uh, I'll have to put it on. I think it's on Had It. So, if anybody's got any questions about the stuff, just go ahead and send me a message on Had It. We'll try to get your questions answered. Any questions, any of this one, listen to her show or anything, go ahead and send, send, a, send, send me a girl on a link and we'll, we'll put you in the right neighborhood. That's what we do. <clears throat> and uh, I want to give veterans another. Another shout out. If you fight a claim and doing a claim, you're better off educating your wife or someone in your family to help you do this. Because the more they learn, the better off you'll be. Because a fresh set of eyes is always good look at your claim. Regardless, you know, and somebody that knows the ins and outs and knows the regulations knows what's what can look at it and give you a better, you know, better perspective, you know, if you if you've got this issue and that issue, and they can look and they can, you know, just about pinpoint. Now, now the VA is ever changing. They change stuff every month now, it looks like. It's like the Federal Register is full of changes. They just change the heart disease requirements to METS, which is uh, metabolic equivalence. They used to use ejection fraction, which is your heart strength, which I thought for years was the, uh, you know, the gold standard for heart disease was your heart's pumping ability, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, but. You know, that's uh, concerning to me, the way they keep mm-hmm. flip-flopping around here because it's nearly impossible to keep up with them, uh, especially, you know, a, a lay person like myself. Uh, before I catch on to one change, it doesn't went to something else. Right on, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so that's true. not good. Right. And... Uh, there's another thing we we've done several shows on this, and we plan to do another one here, probably the first of this year, uh, uh, in the near future that we can. Uh, we this end of life folder. Uh, every veteran and their family uh, need to have an in the life folder because you never know what's going to happen uh, whether it's an automobile accident or uh, whatever you mm. know so many unexpected things happen you don't plan on and here the surviving spouse has to look through everything try and figure out what's going on if you have mm-hmm. a folder with all the pertinent information, insurance policies, birth certificates, everything, mm-hmm. bank accounts, bank, you know, savings accounts, everything you can think mm-hmm. of, uh, then that... And keep it updated. And keep it updated regularly. Mm-hmm. It, it should be... Actually, it should be a monthly chore, I would think. Uh, that Could be you send bills every month. Uh, yeah, send out. Bills every month. Check that. Go to it and say, do I need to change something? Add something? You know, take something away. Uh, there's much information, insurance policies, everything uh, should be in this folder, mm-hmm. and you'll find out the folder will, <laughs> will turn into a container. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, yeah. Before you realize it. Uh, but uh, anyway, start out with a folder, your DD-214. Uh, any license that you have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Life insurance. Life insurance. That goes in that folder. Now, Life, medical let insurance. Let me give some advice so, on the insurance. We've had Glenn Johnson on before, you know, explaining what Champ VA is. A couple of shows of talking about the VA life insurance. He knew what he was doing. He was good people. 
they're forced to get retired, and we haven't found a person that's willing to come on and you know, give any follow-up shows. That's okay. I know they're busy. But face it, folks. Being a disabled veteran, you've got to see this healthy. You're 100%. If you rely solely on the VA and income, you're 100%. You've got some pretty serious issues. And you've got the VA life insurance. I think the might is like $30,000. $30,000 doesn't go very far. It might have went pretty far in 1975, but it didn't go far And you can apply for life insurance. And when you send the paperwork in, you can listen. And you'll hear the life insurance company laughing because you apply for life insurance. It's not going to happen. They're going to say, that's not my thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's kind of comical, but it's true. You know. And then we fall back and keep those 10,000 bad policies and have no medical questions. If you want to, them, they're very expensive. Now, the worst thing about it is the veteran goes to the DA several times a year or anyone who sends it, you know. Say the road is going to the DA. Well, say somebody's coming back the other way and they run on top of you, they, you know, you don't survive the accident. We're still left with $35. Plus, probably a whole lot more is actually involved. But, it's a true story. There's other other ways you can do it. Now, I recommend any veteran that's disabled set aside a little bit of money every month, contact one of these accidental death companies. You can buy that insurance up to a certain age. What that does is you can see a natural death. Um, anything like that, they pay you a set amount. And you can also have it go to your wife, too. I mean, it's not, it's not insurance in case you die, it's accidental. But, it, you know, I tell you what, more people die of accidental deaths than die of accidental deaths, in my opinion. That's something people you know, look into. It's not very expensive. You know how much they are, don't you know? Uh, yeah, they're usually your accidental deaths are quite reasonable. Yeah, uh, and that's up to a lot of money. That saves you some money. Yeah. Uh, now, if you can get it like a paid up life or something, but uh, mm-hmm. usually get up to our ages, uh, it's <laughs> quite high. It gets expensive, but actually, that's not like that, though, Joe. AD and D's not that way. A and yeah. D didn't really care how old you are. You know what yeah. I mean? They don't really care how old you are. They, you know, their their issue is whether you, you know, they're taking a risk on you getting killed, not not you dying from natural causes. Yeah. So the premiums are a lot lower. And uh, well, even some of that, some of that, plane crash or riding their taxi cab and get, you know, get, get whacked off. But still, uh, well, you know, I know. If I was to die, I'll have to be an accident because I ain't going to do it on purpose. So, no, that's right. You'll do it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, always stay above ground. That's your goal. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. going to have to. That's just in that. Yeah. But be careful. There's food coming out there. They, once you do business with them, they'll. Uh, you receive between eight and ten things in the middle of the week and all the other stuff, you know, kind of like the PT Barnum insurance. It's good insurance. And, uh, you know, I mean, once that policy's in effect, of course, you got to keep it going. If something wants to happen, you know, in the long run. But that even covers, like, you know, say, for example, uh, you know, you lose an arm or a leg, but they pay you so much for that, too. So it's just not AD and ditch everything. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, anything's possible. Especially when there's a disabled veteran, you fall or something, and mess your hands up, and got to cut it off. That's accidental, but you know that that helps you a lot. You know, as far as that, you know, you never will get your arm back, but at least you, you know, you know you can survive. That's a fact. Yeah, more than a fact, really. 
But let's do some more English because it looks like it could be pretty interesting stuff. And uh, kind of get a hold of because $1,600 a month is taxable, but still, I think it's I think it'd be just fine. Well, uh, you know your VA is not taxable, or it or your Social Security is it, John? VA is not taxable under the federal law. It's uh, it's free of tax taxation. It's also free from creditors who try to get it. Uh, say, for example, uh, used to save from a Thinks you owe money to try to get it from me, and if you're receiving VA money, then no, they can't touch it. Uh, I called it sorry about your hurt, dude. And uh, it happens. Uh, now, did sign in uh, act here the other day, uh, a couple of months ago. You know what that act is, Gerald? Uh, oh, I've read it. What was that, John? That is. I think it's the Mission Act. Is that the Mission Act? That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what it is. Make sure that's correct, though, because I want to make sure. Uh, and what that means is prior to, prior to last year, Hmm. Yep, Mission Act 2019. No, that's not the Mission Act. Mission Act's different. Oh. Man, it allows veterans to receive health care the VA or outside. That's pretty good. It's called the, it starts with an H, the Haven Act. I don't remember. I've read about it. Uh, Hazelwood. Okay. No, it's the Haven Act. Haven Act, okay. The Haven Act, and it's uh, this is for veterans that run into physical, financial difficulties. Um, prior to this act, Social Security was not covered in it. They can, if you, the veteran, has to take bankruptcy. What this does is usually. Before this, they would take your VA income and consider that residual income or, or tax income that they could use a bankruptcy to pay creditors by. Now, what this has done, this act has removed that, and now the VA cannot touch the creditors cannot touch your VA money. So basically, it's just if a veteran gets a veteran runs into financial difficulty and take bankruptcy, then you don't have to worry about uh, being the you know being scrutinized by these judges and by these other folks and coming after his VA money. You know, it's supposed to be protected. They wouldn't protect it in this order. Now it is. And that's all it was. But it's not that. You know, I mean, of course, bankruptcy is bankruptcy still. I mean, some people have to take it. It's a fresh start. Yeah, they do, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I do, too. I never have, but I know people that have, and some people more than once. Well, uh, you know, uh, sometimes the jobs won't stay with you. Uh, <laughs> you work, and the uh, company's got to slow down or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're out the door, and before you know it, you're fine. That's true. Well, girls. I hate to say it, but the air is gone. we got 30 seconds, 55 seconds to go. Uh, appreciate your folks listening to the show tonight. Uh, I think we did a pretty good job to get out there. Uh, any veterans got a spouse or help them? Give her a big kiss or pat her on the back. Or if they're not your spouse, shake their hand. And uh, you've got kids helping you, pat them on the back too. But keep your family involved in your yeah. health care, your VA. Get them involved. Show a little respect to your 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 caregivers, the ones who are working and helping you. And, and uh, don't forget, uh, life's not easy for them either. No, uh, it's not. 
So, uh, try to be as helpful as you can to help yourself. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. That's right. And uh, respect those working with you. So, John, thanks for for coming. Well, it's been my pleasure. I hope some people listening to this got some good out of it. Uh, Anybody anybody wants to uh, uh, comment on the show, just send us a message through hatit.com. I'm Jay Basher, and Gerald Cook is, I guess his hat name is Gerald. Send us a private message on Hatit, and, uh, you know, we'll try to answer your questions as, as much as we can. So with that, this will be Jay Basher. We'll be signing off for now. You have been listening to the Basser Hour. The Basser Hour is brought to you by Hattit.com. Stay tuned next week for another edition of the Basser Hour and the Hattit.com Blog Talk Radio Show. Thanks for listening.